Welcome in to another episode of the Bet the Nerds Fantasy Show. Um, Thursday, October 8th. We're posting this episode later today before the Thursday night game. Uh, we got matchups for you, some news, and our start of the weeks. We love our start of the weeks. Last week, I had Kenyon Drake. I'd like to apologize for that. Um, did you have any? I had Dalton Schultz, so that kind of made up for it. But any good start of the weeks for you last week, Will? I may have said Odell Beckham Jr., which which <laughs> happened. That happened. So that it was definitely good to see. Um, yeah, just really glad that happened. All right, getting on to the news, as usual, in 2020, we have some COVID news. A Raiders player tested positive for COVID. I don't think this is going to put their game in jeopardy because the rest of the team, or there's been no positive tests since then. But... Or, and in other news, Stephon, Stephen Gilmore tested positive for COVID, and the rest of the Patriots tested negative. So that should be good as well. But we saw those memes circling social media of Gilmore shaking hands with Patrick Mahomes, and then yeah. Bill Belichick's chuckle. I found that very funny. Um, yeah. More Titans players have been tested positive this week, and they might have to postpone this game if they don't go. I think the protocol is two days without positive tests, uh, without consecutive positive tests for the entire team. Obviously, there's, they're going to put those players who tested positive on the COVID-19 list. They put Corey Davis notably on that list. Um, but if they don't have full team test negative two days in a row and they can open their facilities, this game might be canceled again. And they already had one bye week. I don't know what they're going to do if they have to lose two games. Um, and yeah. the league is talking about harsh punishments for the Titans. Yeah, honestly, at this point, it might be like a forfeit, right? I, I just I don't know if they can afford to postpone another game. It just it's it's tough. We know it's not it's not the Bills' fault. So I think that in this situation, if it gets postponed, it might just be a forfeit for the Titans. Yeah, they're talking about moving it to Monday or Tuesday. So just keep your eye on that and definitely add players who you can pivot to. Um, you we'll get news on that. More today, more Friday for sure. But add guys you can pivot to if you have A.J. Brown or Johnny Smith or Ryan Tannehill starting. Or Derrick Henry, obviously. Um, Bill O'Brien was fired. That was that was on Monday when we recorded our other show, right after the show ended, so we weren't able to bring that news to you guys. But Bill O'Brien's been fired. How do you feel about the Texans this week and moving forward, Will? I, well, okay. I think he should be fired, and I was like, I agree with the decision. But I think this is early. Like, this is really early in the season to fire a coach. He lost to the Ravens, the, the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Vikings. Like, he lost to some good teams. But uh, clearly this, like, ownership group thought that they should be winning games. And when you go 0-4, that just doesn't cut it. So he's gone. It's going to be really interesting to see what this offense and what this defense looks like without him. If you can avoid playing the Texans players this week, I would, just until we see what it looks like. But uh, I, I, I think, I think you got you, you kind of have to play Deshaun Watson. You kind of have to play David Johnson. But otherwise, I'm sitting just about everyone until we see what it looks like. Kyle Allen has earned the starting job. Alex Smith has earned the backup job. And Dwayne Haskins has earned a spot on the pine. What do we think about the options? Because no one's going to start Kyle Allen in fantasy. But what do we think about the uh, Washington football team's options 
on offense. We know that the target share with Haskins was consolidated between Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin. Does it stay that way with Allen taking the job? I, I think it has to. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 just, I can't imagine much changing. I think McLaurin's still a weekly back-end wide receiver one, and Gibson's a solid mid-tier RB2 until anything changes that we can see. I don't think Haskins to Allen is like necessarily a downgrade. I don't know what it is. Haskins wasn't playing well. We'll see what uh, Kyle Allen looks like. And maybe we're going to see Alex Smith soon. Who knows what it's going to look like with this Washington team. But I think owners can feel pretty safe starting McLaurin and Gibson. Yeah, Terry McLaurin, the wide receiver 11 in half-point PPR currently. And... He's dealing with a thigh injury. We'll get to that later when we talk about their game with the Rams. But it's really difficult to bench him right now. He's been amazing for everybody, for every team he's been on. Just a consistent force. Had 10 catches for 118 yards last week. Um, last piece of news, Le'Veon Bell is returning from the IR. Like, can you start Bell right away? Do you want to start anybody on this Jets team? No. I mean... Maybe maybe they lose by 13 instead of 20 this week, but I'm not playing any Jets. Especially Joe Flacco yeah. playing quarterback. No way. That's true, too. Um, moving on to the matchups. First matchup, we didn't cover this on the other show because it was Monday. I didn't want to cover the Thursday night game on a Monday. But Buccaneers at Bears. Buccaneers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. This is two, three-and-one teams going at it. Um, <laughs> 44.5-point over-under. Let's start on the Bears' side. Outside of Allen Robinson, are you s- confident starting anybody in this game? I mean, normally I would I would like starting Montgomery, but this Tampa run defense is pretty much like the best in the NFL right now. They just running backs are not having success against them, and this is not a good Bears offensive line. Not a, it's not a dynamic run game, so I don't like it. Um, I you have to start Robinson because he's just been so good, but. I just I don't see this Bears offense having much success in this game at all. Yeah, and Robinson might not have a great game either. We saw Carlton Davis lock up Michael Thomas and Keenan Allen. He's definitely a, one of the good young corners in the NFL. It might be tough for Robinson to get going. On the Buccaneers' side, Brady had a really good game, but I don't think you can start Brady in this matchup um, with potentially all four of his wide receiving wide receiver targets out. We know Chris Goblin is out. We know Leonard Fournette is doubtful and going to be a game-time decision. Mike Evans is dealing with some injuries. So is Scotty Miller. If Evans and Miller play, which is trend, they're trending in the right direction, are they both in your lineup with O.J. Howard, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, all set to miss this game? I think Mike Evans is. I don't think Scotty Miller is. I think there's there's plenty of better options. There's There's some pretty high upside receiving options this week. Maybe like guys like Deontay Johnson we'll get to later. So... I don't think teams really need to start Scotty Miller, but Mike Evans probably has to be in your lineup. He's just he's been great, especially with the touchdowns. Yeah. All right. Not many other options in this game to talk about. Moving on. This is a good over/under game, so I'm glad we're getting into yeah. it early. Panthers at Falcons. Falcons are two point favorites. I don't know how I feel about that. Panthers have been a pretty good team through four weeks. Their their offense looks like it's clicking, and their defenses look better than we expected. Fifty four point over/under. Let's start on the Panthers' side. Well, why don't you take this Panthers' side away? What do you like about it? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Teddy Bridgewater is probably a top six, seven quarterback option this week in fantasy. He's been a start of the week. They just, 
the Falcons can't defend anyone. And this Panthers team, despite the fact that they have a lot of holes, they got weapons. They have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Mike Davis. And the thing about Mike Davis is that he gets like half of his production in the receiving game. And we saw Bridgewater last week against, I forget who it was, um, the, the Cardinals. He was great. He had a rushing touchdown. And that Cardinals defense we thought was pretty good going into it. Uh, yeah. this, the Falcons, this Falcons team is awful. Bridgewater has a higher rushing floor than I expected he would this year. And just considering how just sheer awful this Falcons defense is, I, I like pretty much everyone on the Panthers. I think you're starting, you're starting Bridgewater. I think you're starting DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Mike Davis. And if you really want to, you can probably start Ian Thomas too. He's a decent chance to get a touchdown. Yeah, I agree. Uh, DJ Moore, this has to be the breakout week. If Please. this isn't the week for him, we're starting to get in really testy waters with DJ Moore. He just needs um, a touchdown. On the f- he does just need a touchdown. But two for 56 with a touchdown isn't what we want from DJ Moore either. Yeah. But moving on, Falcons. Um, the Panthers are the number five defense against quarterbacks. Matt Ryan has had two weeks in a row where he hasn't thrown a touchdown. Is he still considered a must-start at wide receiver? I mean, at quarterback, especially with Julio Jones set to miss this game? I think I think you have to start Matt Ryan. Personally, I would rather get, I would rather get to, like, Teddy Bridgewater in this game. Yeah, you'd rather start Teddy Bridgewater in this game, um, for sure. I think Todd Gurley might actually be a good option this game. A uh, little tilt from last week is that I had Julio Jones on my team. He got hurt. Then Todd Gurley got both touchdowns, and I lost by two points. So no, so that was tough. But I think most teams have to start Matt Ryan. You're starting Calvin Ridley if he plays, um, and you're starting Todd Gurley. I think. Okay, then another question for you, and we'll get to this game a little bit later. But would you start Matt Ryan or Gardner Minshew against Texans? I think that's pretty clearly Minshew. But I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting to see what Matt Ryan looks like without Julio Jones. He might just be perfectly fine. They have other weapons on the team, but there is a realistic chance that they just have a, a really tough time against this Panthers defense. It's better than we expected. Yeah, and then Calvin Ridley's going to bounce back. That last game is not what is going to go for it. And he didn't even play. Like, Olamide Zacchaeus was the wide yeah. receiver one for the Falcons that game. <laughs> you know, uh, Ridley battled an injury all week, and he wasn't on the field as much as... We thought he would be, he got five targets, all of them were bad throws. Like, literally every one, both, and he also didn't get targeted in the end zone earlier in the game, where I don't know if you saw it, he ran like a wide, deep zig wide open. He was wide open. And then on the last play of the game, it was also a poor throw as, as he made a, a good move towards the end zone. So Ridley, don't be worried about Ridley. With with Jones out, I think Russell Gage is a perfectly good start here in this game. Yeah. Um, he was also coming off a concussion injury, so I really think that 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 Falcons game against the Packers wasn't a, a realistic theme of what's going to happen going forward. I do agree you can play Todd Gurley. I don't know how you can send him after a two-touchdown game. Yeah. And then I think Hayden Hurst is also in your lineup for yeah. this one. Um, Bills at Titans. We're going to talk through it. We don't have a line for this game or an over-under. We don't even know if this game is going to happen. But this is 
two undefeated teams. This would be one of our better games for the week. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, great plays in this game. Devin Singletary's been looking really good. With And he's he looks like he's a starting back. Zach Moss is set to return, but I don't think that they're going to make any move to Zach Moss right now with Singletary playing the way that he is. So I think those are the three guys you can play on the Bills side. I don't really think there's anybody else. Uh, John Brown is dealing with some injuries, and this Titans defense is... It's pretty. It's a pretty good one, so I don't think you're going to play John Brown in this game. Um, how about the Titans side of the ball? What do you think about it? This game is probably going to come down to how effectively the Titans can run the ball. And as great as this Bills team is, they have been vulnerable against the run. And if Derrick Henry gets going, that's going to open up the play-action game to guys like A.J. Brown and John New Smith. But if the Bills can, can lock down Henry, we've seen the Titans can kind of just get stagnant and don't really know what to do. Um, the Bills defense is very vulnerable across the middle of the field, so I love guys like Jonu Smith in this game. He's my start of the week, assuming this game happens. Um, but I think you have to start Derrick Henry. He's, he should be great. I think you're starting Jonu Smith, and you're starting A.J. Brown if he's healthy because he's not really matched up against corners all the time because he's so uh, most of his game is across the middle of the field. So he's not like a matchup guy. The Bills are going to play a lot of zone. So it's just going to be how well he can, he can like navigate the zone defense, and that's going to be very dependent on how effective the run game is. It's a very systemic approach for the Titans. Any Adam Humphreys love with uh, Corey Davis set to miss this game? Potentially. I don't know if I'd start him in season-long fantasy leagues, but it could be a DFS option just because this Bills defense does give up a lot across the middle of the field. Okay, Raiders at Chiefs. This is a 50-point over-under and the Chiefs are projected to win by 13. Well, how do you feel about that line I think as a Raiders truther? I think the line's a little bit misleading. Um, I think it's a correct line, but I don't think it, it reflects that the Raiders are like a bad team because they're not. Uh, it's just the fact that the Chiefs, like, the Chiefs can win a close game that they win by 14. Like, it, it, they're that kind of team where like it's 20-20 it's to 20 at the start of the fourth quarter and then they get a touchdown interception and a quick touchdown to seal the game and they win by 14 so yeah that's kind of like just how they are um i expect this game to be competitive despite that line i don't think you're sitting guys like josh jacobs because of a, a line like that um but it's it's definitely concerning the raiders have a lot of injuries too i think darren waller is banged up uh and you should play the henry ruggs is banged up so we'll see what the raiders health looks like but they should just be running the ball every single play against this Chiefs defense. That's their best uh, option. And especially if Chris Jones is out. I know he's questionable right now with a groin, I believe. Um, if Chris Jones doesn't play, Josh Jacobs looks like a fantastic option. And then on the Chiefs side of the ball, Mahomes obviously in your lineup. This is a huge game for Clyde. I think Clyde is a top three running back play on the week. The Raiders are the worst defense against running backs this season. Um, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey... How do you feel about Mikko Hardman has scored in the last two weeks? Can you play him? I have him in one of my DFS lineups right now. I think you can. Just you have to understand the risk. He's no, he's no guarantee to get a 60-yard touchdown, but he can. So uh, if the rest of your team looks great, if you have a lot of safe options, throw him in as a high upside play, and I like it. But just kind of kind of know what you're getting. You, you, you're getting either a, just a massive game or a terrible game. He's... In the, it could even go negative. We've learned that in the right. past. So just no, there, there isn't really a middle ground for Hardman, but certainly a lot of upside, especially in a high-octane matchup like this. 
Cardinals at Jets. Yeah. Yeah. 47 point over on how is it even this high cardinals are seven point favorites joe flacco starting for the jets with sam darnold hurt on the cardinals side i'm gonna bench Kenyon drake yeah he's not I, healthy and chase Evans looks pretty good so i don't know i'm gonna bench Kenyon drake and i'm actually okay playing chase edmonds even if Kenyon drake let me explain this because i think Kenyon drake out touches chase edmonds like in the carry right. game but Chase Edmonds had seven targets last week, had six catches, had a touchdown through the air. I think that Kyler Murray just sees that he is the best, like, he is the most talented option they have out of the backfield. The target, like, consolidation is basically Chase Edmonds and DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> so I think that you can play Chase Edmonds if you need a deep running back play. If you're hurting at running back, I don't think he's the worst option at all. I have him in multiple DFS lineups. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray are in your lineup, and I think it stops there, really. But if you have another option, right now, Will, would you play Chase Edmonds over Kenyon Drake if you had both? That's tough. I mean, the Cardinals are seven-point favorites. The question is, do I think Kenyon Drake gets a touchdown? Because the Jets defense, for all their faults, is pretty good against the run. So I don't expect a high yardage show for Kenyon Drake. But I expect him to get, like, 18-ish carries if he's healthy. Um probably like 60, 70 yards, and then do I think he scores a touchdown? Because he's not involved in the receiving game. I think he has a pretty good chance to get a touchdown, probably a higher chance of a touchdown than Edmonds. I think Drake has a slightly higher ceiling, Edmonds, higher floor, so whatever you prefer as an owner is what you go with. But this Jets defense, they're kind of a trap for running backs. Everyone's like, ooh, match against the Jets, throw my running back, and it has not worked so far. Uh, Jonathan Taylor struggled, Gordon struggled until that last carry, where he got, like, 49-yard touchdown. So just be aware that this Jets defense kind of presents a trap for running backs. But uh, Kyler Murray looks great. Hopkins looks great. Um, and then I'm not playing a single person on the Jets. Yeah, okay. Um, and the Cardinals' defense looks great this yeah. week, too. Um, Eagles at Steelers. Steelers are seven-point favorites. This is a 44-point over-under, one of the lowest ones on the week. Um Miles Sanders is probably a must start with, like he's you you drafted him too high for him not to start. He's not Tough been matchup, bad, but yeah, if he if he scores, he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, Carson Wentz, you're probably not playing him, and outside of Zacherts, there's no targets that I want to play on the Eagles side. Greg Ward, Deshaun Jackson, just there's definitely better yeah. options. Steelers, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith Schuster, both in your lineup this week you're ready to put Deontay Johnson back in after he was hurt and they had to miss a game because of COVID. Um, and then um, on the – on the okay, also moving on on the Steelers' side, can you play Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, this looks like a great matchup. This Eagles secondary, really just not good. I don't know what Darius Slade's status is, but he got hurt last game. Um, just this, this Eagles secondary is just completely outmatched by the Steelers' receiving core. And I think, despite the fact that the Eagles have a good run defense, you're playing James Conner. So. Yeah. All right, moving on. Rams at Washington football team. Rams are seven-point favorites. Kyle Allen versus Jared Goff, 45.5 point over-under. On the Rams' side, what, okay, so this Washington defense against the wide receivers is second in the league. We kind of talked about their defensive front being really good, but it's been pretty banged up with Chase Young and Matt Ioannidis being hurt I, I think that 
their secondary has had to make up for that. But obviously you're playing Woods and Cup and Higby. Can you trust either one of these Rams running backs? And also Cam Akers is making his return. Yeah, I I would avoid it until we see what happens. Uh, committee is definitely dangerous. There's always the risk that someone just gets kind of completely phased out of the game. I just don't know. I don't know what this game is going to look like, honestly. There's just, it's, it's such a wild card. We don't know what this Washington team is going to look like without Dwayne Haskins as the quarterback. And for the Rams, they had a beautiful matchup against the Giants last week, and they scored 17 points. So... Yeah. Um, Either the Giants' defense is better than we expected, which I don't think it is, or there might be some crack showing in this Rams' offense. And if there are, we could have one of the lowest-scoring games of the week on our hands. So uh, I'm kind of scared of this game, but I think we kind of know who we're starting. You're starting the Rams. You're starting, like, Cup, Woods. Maybe not Higby, but I think you probably can play him. I wouldn't play Goff. I wouldn't trust the running backs. And then on the Washington side, you're playing McLaurin and Gibson, and that's it. So... Despite yeah. the bad matchup for both teams, well, it's a pretty consolidated target share, so I think you know who to play. Logan Thomas, I know he failed for me last week, but Logan Thomas with Kyle Allen at quarterback, Kyle Allen is better at targeting tight ends than Dwayne Haskins has been in the past, and this Rams defense has been awful against tight ends this season. I don't think he's the worst option if you are if you're have Noah Fant and you need to pivot or if you have Johnny Smith and that game doesn't happen, I don't think Logan Thomas is the worst option you could go. Um, Bengals at Ravens. Ravens are 13-point favorites, 49-point over-under, not spotting a lot of points for the Bengals. But I do think you can play Joe Burrow in this game. I, I think that Burrow has shown that he's been good against good defenses in this league already, and they're going to have to throw to come back. This, this secondary for the Ravens, it's 16th in the league right now for fantasy points given up. T. Higgins, I think, is a viable play with the amount of targets he's getting, and Tyler Boyd is a must-start with his past few matchups. But other than that, or and Joe Mixon after what he just showed you, you can't, it's tough yeah, to bench. It, you can't right? bench like, Joe Mixon, but temper expectations because they should be trailing a lot. I think if you're a Joe Mixon owner, you're just praying that he's involved in the passing game, even a little bit, because we know, we know he has the skill set, it just hasn't really, hap- hasn't really come together that much. You're yeah, you're praying for a pass interference in the one nine <laughs> kind of type thing. Except he's 0 for 10 on five zone carries. That's another thing we should talk about. That's got to regress to the mean. We meet. keep saying so that, but if you're, <laughs> we, it needs to, yeah. Yeah. On the Ravens side, Lamar missed practice Wednesday. It was a precautionary knee injury type thing, and they say it's not serious, but it is weird to see him miss a practice. It might just be a veteran's day off. Um for someone who's so young, yeah. but he is a veteran in this league at this point. Um, Marquise Brown, how do we feel about that? Like, is Lamar the only guy? Oh, Lamar and Mark Andrews are those the only Ravens we're starting? I'm just I'm I'm getting a little bit fed up with Brown. Uh, I just can't figure out when to start him, and it never seems like like the matchup where he's supposed to go off, he just doesn't do anything, and the matchup where he, he might struggle, he kind of goes off. That two-catch-for-13-yard game really burned me, so I have a little bit of trauma from that. But this is a great matchup for him. We'll see if he gets William Jackson throughout the game. But Well, DJ Chark was fine with William Jackson. I kind of got that call that's wrong. That's true. But William Jackson is better against like shiftier, speedy guys. We've seen what he did to Antonio Brown in the past. Chark has a lot more size and physicality, which Jackson seemed to struggle with. So we'll see. I... 
a lot of leagues, a lot of teams will, have, will be forced to start Marquise Brown this week. But if you have better options, I would try to go there because I'm just kind of, I'll believe when I see it with him. Yeah, and then, so so this Bengals defense against the run is awful. If Dobbins is available, I would stash him because this might be the game. If Dobbins gets seven carries, he looks like the most t- talented back. If he's able to turn those carries into huge yardage, he might be able to win more carries in the future because this Bengals defense is going to be maybe the easiest run defense they're going to see all year. This is um, the ugliest committee ever. Jag- yeah, it is. There, it's like there's not, there's no special, like, there's no great, through through the tackles back and there's no great receiving back. Like everyone's getting like so. fewer than ten carries, but like everyone's getting at least five. It's like, uh, yeah. Jaguars at Texans. Texans are six point favorites. Wow, uh, fifty four point over under. Two starts of the week at running back for both yeah. of us. So I have James Robinson as my start of the week. This Texans defense. I said on Sunday school that that you just play running backs against the Texans yeah. defense. So James Robinson, he's also going to get like five or six targets, which will be great. And then we were talking earlier, I think you can start Gardner Minshew. I think DJ Chark's a must-start coming off a great week. Keelan Cole and LaVisca Chenault. Chenault had five catches for 86 yards. He is dealing with a hamstring injury right now. But if he is to play in this game, I think he's a fine uh, waiver wire pickup and maybe plug in. I like like Chenault this week. I wouldn't go with Keelan Cole. And then on the Texan side, despite the fact they fired Bill O'Brien... I still think David Johnson is a must start. The, the concern is that the other, like the interim coach, who I think is Romeo Cornell, the D coordinator, he doesn't have that. Romeo Cornell's the interim head coach. Said, yeah. That's that's yeah. fresh. But I, he he might not have the same allegiance to David Johnson. We know the Texans may have been like force feeding him because because of the contract and because of that trade they had to make themselves look good. But David Johnson has looked like the best back in this backfield. I expect them to be fully involved. This Jaguars defense is very bad against running backs. They just got absolutely destroyed by Joe Mixon. So, uh, I, I like David Johnson this week. I think he has a very good chance of seeing the end zone. And he's evolved, enough involvement in the passing game where he has a pretty high floor, too. And I'm actually fine playing Will Fuller in this game. The Jaguars secondary hasn't been great. And he's Watson's most trustworthy option. I wouldn't play any other option outside of Fuller, but I think you're you're fine playing Will Fuller yeah. in this game. Um, Dolphins at Niners. Moving on to Sunday afternoon slate. This game was supposed to be Monday night, I believe, and got changed um, because it's not the greatest mm-hmm. matchup. Niners negative uh, or nine point favorites. Forty six point over under. Moster set to make his return. I don't know if it's going to be a full slate return. Do you think that you can play both Mostert and McKinnon in this game if Mostert makes his return? Uh, it's kind of ugly because we don't know how involved Mostert's going to be. We've seen how fickle Kyle Shanahan can be with his backfield touches. For all we know, Mostert can be full, a full go, McKinnon can be a full go, and Jeff Wilson gets all the goal line carries. So yeah. it's just it's hard to trust that team. It was easier in the last couple weeks because Jeff Wilson and McKinnon were the only guys they had. When you add more guys in, it just kind of takes away from everyone, it seems like. This is a great matchup, though, against his Dolphins defense. I think if Mostert is limited, McKinnon should be a pretty solid start. Um, if Mostert doesn't go, McKinnon's a great start. If Mostert's a full go, I'd probably just start Mostert and probably bench everyone else. Yeah, I mean, well, McKinnon has scored in every single game. So... Yeah. 
he, he might just be he's been very good. It might just be forced to start him. Um, is Jimmy Garoppolo set to return? I did not say he's still questionable, but I think he probably should play in this game. We'll see. Well, I was thinking that if they kept it Monday night, he'd be a lock. But now that they changed it, I I don't know how much of a difference it makes, but it might be diff- more difficult. Um, they definitely will want him to. Brent, can you stay in the flames with Brandon Ayuk? It, I don't know because Debo Samuel is working his way back. Obviously, um, he was kind of limited. They're kind of sprinkling him in throughout the last game against the Eagles. Uh, but now he should be close to 100%, and I think his involvement should be a lot more than last week. But Ayuk, Ayuk looks awesome. So uh, I don't yeah. know if you want to start Ayuk this week, but definitely stash him because there's a real chance that he has kind of a, a little bit of a mini breakout this season. And I think Debo Samuel actually is a solid start this week. Yes, and then George Kittle is an yeah. obvious start. On the other side, Matt's Breda revenge nope. game. Um <laughs> Uh, Ryan Fitz, I wouldn't start anybody outside of Devontae Parker on this Dolphins team. You're probably forced to start Parker after he had a good week last week. He's probably probably going to be a fine back-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three flex-type play. Um, but other than that, I don't really want to start any, any start Dolphins. Gaskin. Gaskin. Gaskin wasn't as good as we thought he would be. This is a very good Niners defense. If, with how thin the position is, you might be forced to start Gaskin, but I don't think it's going to be that right. pretty. I agree. Colts at Browns, 46-point over-under. Colts are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Jonathan Taylor's been disappointing for your team. If he doesn't score, he's not having a good game because yeah. they're just handing the ball to other. It's smart by Frank Reich because they want to save Jonathan Taylor for the playoffs, right. but it sucks for your fantasy team. Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines are just not as good. But I do think Naheem Hines in this game might be a good play because they are going to be forced to keep up. This Browns offense has looked pretty good. And they're not as good guarding the the running back outside of the backfield running routes. They're good at stopping the run. But I think Hines could be good. Rivers wants to throw the ball. Rivers doesn't want to throw the ball more than 10 yards. T.Y. Hilton shouldn't even be on your team. If I had T.Y. Hilton, he would would be on the waiver wire. Um, But... There's, what about Mo Ali Cox? Um, I think Doyle's like back, but Cox still looks like a pretty good player. The Browns don't really have very many good coverage guys across the middle of the field, so he could be an okay option. I think, just kind of more of a dart throw. And this week, I think, it's definitely a weird matchup. This Colts defense is elite, like better than better than yeah. most people gave him credit for. I was excited for them going into the season, but they've even exceeded my expectations. Uh, their offense has kind of been a little underwhelming for me, at least. Uh, I, th- I thought they'd be a little more dynamic in the passing game. I think you have to start Taylor. It's kind of the only guy you're starting on that Colts offense. And for the Browns, you're starting Kareem Hunt. You're starting Odell. You're not starting Landry. And that's probably it. This the Ernest Johnson? No, you're not starting him. This, this game is going to be pretty low scoring. Uh, both defenses are a lot better than most give them credit for. And I kind of just expect the grind out run game to the clock. Whichever team gets out to the, to the early lead will have a pretty big advantage in this game. So we'll see. But I'm not super enthused about anybody in the passing game for either team. Giants at Cowboys. This is one of the higher over-unders in the week. 54 points. The Cowboys are slated to win by 9.5. So the Cowboys side, other than Gallup, who are you sitting uh, Tony Pollard. 
Okay, but, but like, fine. yeah, you're playing Zeke, you're playing Cooper, you're playing CeeDee Lamb, you're playing Dalton Schultz. This Giants defense, surprisingly, is, I think, sixth against receivers this year, something like that. Well, James Bradbury's been locked in. Right, so maybe a little bit of concern for, like, Amari Cooper, but, oh boy, this Cowboys offense should have a yeah. field day against this Giants defense. I think CeeDee Lamb will have a huge yeah. day. Um, and Dalton Schultz, if he he has been dealing with an injury, but I think he will play. Um, I'm not gonna make him my start of the week again, but I do think he'll have a good game. Gi- on the Giants side, I think you can play Evan Ingram. He's he had six catches last week, only turned into 35 yards, but he's getting a lot of the targets. Darius Slayton is also a guy I think you can play. It's been ugly since he broke out in Week One, but he's been he's had over seven targets every single game. And if he gets seven to ten targets against this Cowboys defense, I think they'll be happy with Darius Slayton's output. Is there anybody else in this? Okay, Devonta Freeman was actually not bad yeah. last week, and he's been getting a lot of targets. So I think that there are some options on this Giants side. I think you can play Devonta Freeman, and I agree with your other points about the rest of the guys. Uh, Slayton, he should just kind of be the guy. I don't think you're playing Golden Tate, just too risky, but. It's just so hard to trust this Giants team. They've looked so up and down. Their defense has been better than we expected. Their offense has been absolutely miserable. But this Cowboys defense is like a bottom three defense in the league. So if there's ever a time for the Giants to have a good game, <laughs> this is it. That's very true. You're never going to be able to play Darius Slayton as easily as this game. So if you if you just want to do it for that reason, then do it. Um Broncos at Patriots. Patriots are eight-point favorites. Is Drew Locke back, or is it still a mixture of Brett Ripon, Jeff Driscoll? I'm pretty sure it's still Brett Ripon, who, despite the fact that he threw two touchdowns and three interceptions and looked like an absolutely horrible quarterback, the media was like, what a great debut for Brett Ripon in his first game as a starter, blah, blah, blah. blah. No, he was bad Um, against a a mediocre Jets defense. Uh, I... This game, I don't want to play anybody. Straight up, don't want to play anybody. This might be this, this might yeah, be the Cam's worst. Cam's gonna miss. This gonna be the worst game of the day. Um, the defenses might score well, more points than the offenses, legitimately. Like I just, I'm starting. Melvin Gordon. I don't want to. Like I don't want to like. Yeah. The Patriots, despite the fact that they run like a lot of nickel, they should be weak against the run, but they're not. Um, they kind of crowd the boxes, and especially against a guy like Rippin, Belichick's just gonna have a field day. Um, I That's just, true. This game looks awful. I don't want to play anyone. You maybe play Damian Harris? Damian Harris had 17 carries for 100 yards last Michelle's, week. He looked Michelle's really Michelle's still on IR. If the Patriots can get a couple of, like defensive touchdowns, big plays, get out to an early lead, they could ride Harris for a lot of the game and he could have a solid day. Somewhat touch... The know. only thing is, he's not going to get any time. Right, so somewhat so. touchdown dependent, but... In a, in a very thin running back position, he could be someone you can toss into your flex. The only thing that was scary about Harris is that they were giving goal line carries to Rex Burkett. So, yeah, yeah he's getting 17 carries. and that's You want your running back to have 17 carries. But they give it to Burkett in the red zone. So unless that changes, I'm scared to play Harris because he's going to need a touchdown to be good. Yeah. Um, Vikings at Seahawks. This is, this is the game. This is the game. 57-point over-under. That's the highest over-under of the year. Um, let's get into the Seahawks side because we have a little treat for you guys on the Vikings side. Um, the Seahawks are probably going to win this game. They're they're favored 
Russell Wilson's a must start. Tyler Lockett coming off a really weird week. You just gotta yeah, start it. Yeah, don't worry. And then DK Metcalf also. DK Metcalf has four catches in every single game and has over ninety yards in every single just game. Absurd. Just, to, just, <laughs> just gotta stay in the flames. Imagine if he doesn't pull a Deshaun Jackson in the last game. You get yeah. even more. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, Chris Carson's also in your lineup. Um, Greg Olson had five catches last week. I I think he's a guy who you, if you're if you have Noah Fant, like you can pick him up and play him. I don't think it's the worst option at all. Um, let's move to the Vikings side. I'm gonna start out with my starts <laughs> of the week. My quarterback Kurt Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this. Kurt Cousins and this Vikings offense is gonna have to throw the ball. Dalvin Cook's gonna be really good if they can set up their. Uh, their offense through Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins will have a, a much easier task against this weak Seahawks secondary. And I think that if you really need to start, Kirk Cousins is, is... I'm putting my stamp on it. Kirk Cousins is my start of the week. Three touchdowns. And then, at wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, the rookie, the young buck. I think Justin Jefferson has a huge game. What about you? What do you like about this Viking side of the ball? Any starts of the week? i tell you what. I do like Justin Jefferson, but my start of the week is Adam Thielen, who's also going to have a field day. <laughs> And for all the people like, it's gonna be Will or Aaron. Maybe Aaron's gonna be right. Justin Jefferson. Maybe Will's gonna be right. Adam Thielen. I think we're both right. Like, look <laughs> at this Seattle defense. Week one, give it like 450 passing yards to like Matt Ryan, and then give it like 470 yards to Dak Prescott. Um, give up a ton of yards to Fitzpatrick. I forget who else they played, but like. It's just every single week they're giving up like over 350 yards. It feels like, like they're just they can't defend the pass. Their secondary is awful. They have just like, they have a worse pass rush than the Jets do. Like it's it's abysmal. I think Jamal Adams, if he's back, that'll be a help for them. No, Jamal he's Adams out. out. Yeah. Yeah. So they have even less of a pass rush than their already awful pass rush. So Kirk Cousins gonna sit back. He's gonna have a lot of time. Give the ball a couple of paths before he lets it fly 70 yards to. Adam Thielen, so I this game might the overrunner should be like sixty five. Honestly, it's just going to be a forty to thirty game. Chargers at Saints. Saints are seven and a half point favorites in a fifty point five overrunner. I kind of think this overrunner is kind of high. Seem really high, doesn't it? You know, it does seem high. Monday night game. Usually these games, like we saw last week, the teams couldn't get it, the Falcons couldn't get it going. So um, for the Saints. They have a better defense than most people think. The Chargers' defense isn't bad. Breeze, I, like, where are we going with Breeze? Because I think that you can play him in this game. Michael Thomas is supposed to return. I think maybe the NFL put this game on Monday night, so it gave Michael Thomas an extra chance. little uh, bribery there from Sean Payton. We know he's not scared to pay the league in the past. Um, but do you think that Drew Breeze is a good starter? I'll tell you what, before the season... If you remember, Breeze did not even crack my top 14 quarterbacks because I was like, there's just not a lot of volume. There should be pretty run heavy. But with Michael Thomas being back, we've seen just how much of Kamara's volume comes through the receiving game. That goes on Breeze's yardage total. Latavius Murray had a great game last week. I think he had two touchdowns, a lot of yards. He had 14 touchdowns. So that's a little bit concerning if you're someone who wants to play Breeze. I wouldn't play Breeze this week. I think there's better options, especially against a good Chargers defense. But you're obviously playing Kamara, if, and you're playing Michael Thomas if he's healthy. 
Um, you can yeah. play Breeze. I just he's not not some not like super excited about it. I guess. The Chargers secondary is not bad yeah. at all, but they've been twenty seventh against the 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 pat or the begins quarterback. So yeah. if you look at that, you're fine playing Breeze. Um, on the on the Chargers side on offense. Justin Herbert might have to be started. I think this is a very big trap game. Yeah. Like, rookie quarterbacks in the past do not do well against Sean Payton teams. I I just think that, like, he's thrown for almost 300 yards in every single game, multiple touchdowns. Mike Williams is supposed to come back, which might help him out, so he doesn't have to throw. He threw three touchdowns to three different undrafted <laughs> players, and I, as a Chargers fan, knew one of them. It, it was Tyron Johnson wasn't even on the fantasy app last yeah. week. So... It was insane. Um, I like. I think Herbert will be fine. Just don't expect a huge game out of him. Um, I have Hunter Henry as my start of the week. The Saints' defense is abysmal against tight ends, yeah. and Her- Henry will be uh, Herbert's favorite option in the middle of the field. T- rookie quarterbacks tend to go to their big tight ends early and often. Um, Joshua Kelly or Justin Jackson? Can you start either of them? Can you start both of them with Austin Eckler out? I think Josh Kelly can be started with. Pretty high confidence. Justin Jackson is definitely a wait and see. Don't play him this week until we see what his role is going to look like. Um, th- hopefully he's like the the satellite receiving back, kind of like in the mold of a Naheem Hines. Um, that's kind of the, the high end for him. The low end is like he's just in there to spell Josh Kelly. So we'll see. Yeah, well, it should be a fun week. I hope you guys enjoyed the show, and I hope you guys can win your week five matchups. See ya.